What's up, Bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. We're having a um, staging moment here. Listen. <laughs> Getting all the bad juju out of the, the MFJ's house. I've been uh, I've been staging the house this morning. There's been a lot of a lot of bad vibes in the in the in the room. So I had to light me a little bit of sage. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing on this lovely what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> nice, nice. Um. Yeah, so it's a great Wednesday. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to let you guys know um, that I am changing the title of my fourth book in the Fury series. It was previously Suicide Pass, and now I am changing it to Blind Pass, just because I know it could be a little sensitive for certain readers, and I don't want to trigger anybody or offend anybody in that nature. So I'm going to go ahead and change it. Everything else will be the same. The cover reveal will be on January 15th and the release date will be February 25th. All of that is the same, but I wanted to let you guys know that. So Stevie, what's going on in your side of the book world? Well, you know, lots of cover reveals today. We've got some good books coming out next week. Um, M. Robinson's cover reveal is Friday. Yes, woot woot for the I kiss. I am so excited. Lacey Black is revealing the cover for Kickstart My Heart. Mm. Oh, and I love her. I love LA. Her. LA Cotton just announced she's doing a next gen generation, a next gen series called Ricks and High, which is a, a spinoff of the Ricks and Raiders. There's three books in that. It's like Tragic Lies, Miss Notes, and Off Limits. And it looks super cool. So I'm definitely going to have to hop on that and read it. Layla Hagen's releasing my only, um, my one and only next week, which I'm super excited about because that's mm. part of her series. Her yeah, I saw that. The Bachelor series. Uh, Michelle B, an author that we had here, one of mine and Stevie's very good friends, just had a cover reveal today, and it is for Smoke and Mirrors. It's the first book in the, what is it, the Heartbreak? I think it's the fifth book, isn't it? No, remember, she's doing the spinoff of that series. Oh, and right. This is the and, first oh, book. And it's, um, it's Antonio's book. Yeah, it's Antonio's book. Let me tell you something. That cover for Smoke and Mirrors. Boys, it's hot. It's hot in here. I love it. But other than that, there's not much going on in the book world this week. It's, um, it's been a quiet first two weeks. I think everybody's uh, recovering. I think everybody's everybody's taking that meme advice where it's like, we're going to walk into 2021 real slow and nobody touch nothing. <laughs> everybody's just kind of you know easing into it seeing if there's gonna be like an abominable snowman pop up and start fighting me a freaking uh was that other guy bigfoot <laughs> you got jake you got jake i mean listen it's a crazy year already you got jake i mean he's been doing that since 2020 but jake paul's out here now jake paul's trying to fight thor he's trying to fight chris hemsworth i hope that boy knocks him the hell out i hope i hope thor gets up there with his hammer and knocks him the hell out Oh man. Because that's how I feel. Um, yeah, uh, back to book things. See, look, this is just this is why I needed to clear the air with the sage. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh before we get started with our very special guest who I am over the moon excited about, I'll talk to that about I'll talk to you guys about that in a second. Stevie, what is your most anticipated read for 2021? I have two. Ooh, um, rebel. Number one is Carly Phillips is releasing the 20th anniversary editions of her Chandler Brothers series, which are The Bachelor, The Playboy, and The Heartbreaker. Okay. 
it's been now updated and revised Ooh. and i'm so excited to read them again and like good. updates in them but it's been 20 years i'll have to add that to my tbr um and natasha madison is releasing southern hearts in april and oh I'm yeah so on the edge of my seat about that book because let's notice how i wasn't a part of that <laughs> i appreciate your support stevie <laughs> i'm always excited i read your books though all the time so i I can't really be excited about it anymore. Whatevs. She hates me. I'm going to be new. Breaking news. Monty J replaced on Bookshelf Boyfriend's podcast. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, replacing you with? I don't know. I mean, there ain't, there's nobody to replace me. I'm fat. I'm just kidding. Um, I was going to make a comment that was not for the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. To pick her like you. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it's so that we all. <laughs> talk about often <laughs> oh god don't spill that on the podcast we don't need we don't need that um right <laughs> oh my god you're awful you guys don't want to see who she wrote down anyways um my most anticipated read of 2021 guys is actually by the author that we are going to be talking to here shortly and i'm like having a mental breakdown um, it is A Gorgeous Villain by Saffron Kent. Uh, it's the second in her St. Mary series, and I'm excited. I'm excited anytime Saffron Kent releases a book. I love this lady. Like, she is one of the authors behind the reason why I decided to, like, publish my first book, like, indie author publish and, like, kind of just, like, go ahead with it. And so she's, like, a super inspiration to me. I love her stuff. I love her books. So, Yeah. Surprise, surprise. She's our special guest today. I know I want to, I'm sweating, profusely sweating. It's literally, I'm having a moment. MJ freaked out a little bit when I called her and told her that Saffron Granner created the <laughs> podcast. I like apologize to my husband because I broke his eardrums. That's also how I feel about Candy Steiner. It's just, she's another one that was really like inspirational to me in like becoming a indie publisher. So it's just like huge, like that I'm going to be in like, you know, a few short minutes, I'm going to be talking to these people, but I'm going to play it cool. I'm a, surprise, I'm a surprise, Candy Steiner will be on next week. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, it's fine. I'm gonna play it cool. I'm gonna act like I've done this before. Like I've been here. Like I've been talking to people like this my whole ass life. That's what I'm gonna act like. Even though everybody knows I'm sweating. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for 2021 for everything it's gonna, you know, have in store for myself and for Stevie. I'm starting a whole new series after book four of the Fury series. It's going to be dark. It's going to be edgy. It's going to be mysterious. You're going to love it. Um, buy it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'll have more details about that a little bit later in the year. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for 2021. I think there's going to be great books happen because, I mean, of all the shit that went through in 2020, you know? I mean, we, we suffered through COVID. Everybody had their... Um there are artsy moments this year <laughs> i'm waiting i'm waiting for the first covid book like i'm waiting for the first book that's gonna be like this chick met the love of her life he or was her neighbor a pandemic <laughs> yeah during a pandemic but see the thing is is like he's her neighbor and they live across from each other and so they use the the sticky notes on the window to communicate have you seen that on tiktok yes somebody needs to write a book about that stat and don't let it be me <laughs> Who can we get to write that book? We should ask somebody. Uh, um, really I think Sarah Nay would kill that shit. 
Her or Monica Robinson? It's gotta be a rom-com. <laughs> it's gotta be a rom-com. So like, who who am I thinking? Like Sarah Knight, Piper Rain could do it. Holy shit. <laughs> we know, we already know Piper in this equation is the, the funny. <laughs> exactly, they could do it. Somebody, okay. It's gotta be funny. It, I can't write no angsty pandemic romance. Crazy, it's already angsty because we're in the middle of a damn pandemic. <laughs> and I'm not funny. Okay, don't read my books for humor. Okay, my books are not funny. I mean, they are. I think I have have funny moments. I have funny moments in them, but definitely I'm not in the rom-com genre. I mean, let's be real though, because the one scene that I laughed so hard in, in the last book. Oh shit, what is it? Christmas lights. (laughs) Oh God, oh, oh! yeah, that was funny. I, I died of laughter when you first sent me that when you were writing it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I can be funny in areas, but definitely, I'm definitely not under the category. Like, you don't look me up and you don't look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm in the mood for a rom-com and look me up. Like, it's just not my lane. Um, Dave's like the dark and twisty. Like, if you watch Grey's Anatomy and you see Meredith, she's definitely the dark and twisty. Of- <laughs> I really relate. To, I I want to be the Meredith Grey of the book world. Like, I genuinely relate to her on such a, like, a level because I feel like I'm a very, like, happy nice person you know I love people but then you get inside and I'm like all screwed up I like what Meredith says I'm not I'm not fun and bubbly I'm not we're not fun and bubbly people that's why nobody is in dermatology that's why we're in we're surgeons yeah a little little anatomy there for you but yeah so I, I just literally made my sister a remote control holder that is Grey's Anatomy themed Oh, that's cool. Because that's her favorite show. And so it's one of mine too. Obviously, we talk about it all the time. But mm-hmm. I've been um, on a binge for 60 days in. Listen, it happens. But yeah, so I'm excited for everything. I think that's everything book world wise. And yeah, so here's to hoping that 2021 is a little better than 2020. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't do nothing stupid. Keep like- your group sizes down. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and hop on over and uh, talk to our special guest. Writer of Bad Romances, Lana Del Rey of the book world, Saffron A. Ken is a USA Today bestselling author of contemporary and new adult romance. She has a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing and she lives in New York City with her nerdy and supportive husband along with a million and one books. Welcome, Saffron Kent. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was telling Stevie, I did not know that you had a Master of Fine Arts. I, I did not do. know that. I do. <laughs> where did you Where did you go to school at? Um, did you go to school in New York? Yes, yes. So um, it wasn't like my plan to ever get an MFA in creative writing. Like, mm-hmm. so I come from a very, very... Um, science background like I'm a science person Mm -hmm. so I have a master's in biotechnology and I was working um, in um, research lab like um, at NYU and then I moved to Albert Einstein College of Medicine it's all in New York so Mm -hmm. but I hated it aka (laughs) Saffron Kin is literally a genius (laughs) 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 no but okay so I hated it and I was like I sucked at it I sucked at the science stuff Mm -hmm. um and the reason was you know because I hated so it was like a vicious cycle and but I have always been a reader and my um husband who was 
back then he was my boyfriend um he mm-hmm. was like you know you hate this you hate science and you just cry about your job every day <laughs> why Me? don't you quit it and why don't you do yeah. something different with your life something that you really love and the only thing that I loved was reading and I used to write when I was a kid so mm-hmm. um I just started writing I joined the uh, this online workshop uh for romance writing and I really yeah. loved it and then I was like, what if I go back to school? Because I just had such a great time in school. I, I guess everybody has a great time. It's, you know, in school. Yeah, and I love school. So. Classes. Just like, what if I go back to school and I learn something about writing? So I started applying for um, MFA mm-hmm. in creative writing. And luckily I got in here um, in New York. Um, and yeah, best two years of my life. It changed everything for me. My reading habits, my writing habits. I... Yeah, I made so many friends and I met so many amazing people. So it was it was amazing. Yeah, and it brought you to this point where you're on this podcast. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah. So I mean, I love that. I totally did not know that. And honestly, so like when we talk to authors and stuff like that, I tell Stevie this all the time. I'm like, when because there's been multiple authors that have been like, oh, you know, before I was writing, I was, you know, like a lawyer or you know, I was getting a, a doctor's degree. And I'm like, all I see is that you write romance. Like when I, when I, when I look at these people, I'm like, yeah, you look like you write romance. And when they tell me that, you know, Hey, we did these other things. I'm like, there's no way there's yeah, no you, way. you could, you can't imagine them doing something else. I know. It's no. like insane to me. I'm like, why I have know. you not wrote That's a law degree. I know. I was <laughs> like, like, what in the frick is going on? But it's super cool. And I think it's awesome. Oh, um, yeah. So basically we're going to start out and we're going to ask you questions about a few of your books. Listen, narrowing this down because I've read all of it. really hard for her. Multiple times. Oh my and God. so trying to narrow down which ones <laughs> I was going to ask about was a struggle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to ask about a few of your books and then we're going to ask about a, a few of your upcoming, like your upcoming works. Right. And then we'll move into like reader, writer, and trope questions. All right. So the first book we're going to talk about is The Unrequited. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. I just started this okay. like so, three days ago and I'm okay. obsessed with this book. So oh, thank you. it thank is, you. I love Thomas and La, I love them. Like they are <laughs> my soul, but Stevie oh. has a first question for this one. So I'm gonna let her go ahead and take okay. it. Okay. What sparked you wanting to do this particular trope, but with all the twist added? Okay. So this particular trope, um is because so I started this book when I was doing my MFA Mm -hmm. and we had to do like I took a class where we had to do character study like we had to like think up a character and write about them and just you know do scenes with them and so I thought of Layla uh Mm. she's this rich spoiled girl who was kind of sad because she was in love with this guy who just you know doesn't love her back so, um, and she was also sort of like a bad girl, you know, I mean, yeah. you, can, you can see it in the book that she's not all goody goody. So I was very, very obsessed with that. And I was also reading um, Gillian Flynn books back then. And Gillian mm-hmm. Flynn is just uh, this amazing writer. Her characters are so complicated. They're, mm-hmm. um, she writes crime thrillers, yeah. Gone Girl, the best yes. ever. <laughs> um, so, and I was like, oh my God, what if, um, the protagonist is not all good? She's, he's sort of like, you know, this tricky person. Yeah. So I started writing about that. And also, um, 
the fact that when I was in college, I had this huge crush on a guy and he never liked me back. So maybe I was also writing about that. that it's like I was know, writing the way that I needed this to go. Yeah, so I was writing about that. And uh, I was like, okay, so, you know, they always tell you to write what you know. Mm-hmm. And back then, this is all I knew. Even now, this is all I know. But um, and so I wanted to basically start uh, where um, in my comfort zone, you can say. Yeah, so I started with unrequited love. Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of okay. So like, I love that you said that. Like, she is just this. Uh, she's like this, you know, it's like kind of like privileged girl, you yeah. know, and like this guy doesn't like her that she wants to like her. And to her, like, because, you know, her life has been to this kind of like a bubble, I would mm-hmm. say that's like the worst thing ever. Right. And I so know. then she meets Thomas and he's like the worst oh. thing ever. And he's so toxic for her. I love him. <laughs> though. I literally cannot even. I literally, oh my God. He gives me chill bumps to, I cannot even. No. I sometimes I go back and I read it and I'm like, yep. <sighs> this like, is it. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, so your work is super like poetic and I love that. I think that's something that really like drew me into reading. The first book I ever read of you was Bad Boy Blues. I love Cleo and Zach. I'll get to them in a second. Okay. But um <laughs> I love that your book is your work is so poetic in the way that you write yeah. and the style that you have, and you have a very specific style. And yeah. so sometimes have you- I think are people bored of it? I don't know, because I just <laughs> write in this this weird style and sometimes when I'm writing like wow snap out of it (laughs) no I love it I love how it's kind of like I mean the best word that I can use to describe it is poetic and I feel like I'm using it way too much but I just I that's the only way I know how to describe it in the way that like when I read poems versus when I read novels it's like kind of almost like a daydreamy kind of feel like it's very like soft and love and I love it and I'm obsessed with it so have you always been like into poetry and like that style of writing or is it something that just just came it just came I okay so I'm obsessed with poetry and I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. poets and I think I think I, I think they're 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 like as we unicorns. can see from Thomas yes. yeah <laughs> they're like unicorns I I feel like um whatever I so I I just want to be a poet okay yeah and I'm not a poet <laughs> I'm not like if you told me to write a poem I would be just like staring at the wall and be like I don't know what to say because my poems are always like 18,000 pages long it's like, that's a novel like, yeah. yeah thank you for yes that. so <laughs> so I guess I'm super obsessed with poets and every book that I start my first thought is what if I make the hero a poet but then I'm like oh you know what I already did that let's not repeat that yes um I, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm really obsessed with poetry and I took some classes, not for poetry writing because I, I wasn't mm-hmm. that brave enough just to, you know, like analyze poetry and all that. Yeah. Um, and I, and then it just, and it just came like, this is how I write. This is how I think. Um, yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. You should Thank definitely you. keep doing it. Thank Don't you. ever stop. The, okay. So that gives me confidence. I should keep yes. doing it. People are not bored yet. Okay. No, <laughs> definitely not. And I mean, I find that I have, um, some new author. I've been in the indie publishing world for about seven months now. So mm-hmm. working on my fourth book and okay. I have a problem. So my editor, Jesus, I love her. She is like, uh, my savior grace because I, know. I uh, write like I talk. Okay. And so in the way that I like poetry and I love run on sentences, apparently, and I will literally take one topic and I will talk about it for like five pages. Same with me. So my first drafts are 
like uh, 130,000, 40,000 words, and yeah. but you know, the final that come that releases it's about 110, 100,000 words. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I cut a lot, and my yes. first drafts are like this rambling mess. And exactly. I get what you're saying. <laughs> and so, it's like when I was describing, like, for example, I was describing in my last book, I was describing the, the female, the heroine, and she's very like quirky and weird and like whatever. And I talked about her for like eight pages. Like, I, I was just like, what she looked like <laughs> and how she acted. And they were, they were like, we got to cut it a little bit. Like, you, I Jesus, know, I, know. I can't I even. Think, I think it might be because you're very detail oriented because you want to mm-hmm. get down like whatever thoughts you have. Mm-hmm. um like I have very chaotic thoughts like I'm like okay I want to write all of this down yes and so I don't forget but not all <laughs> of too. this not all of this is entertaining for a reader you yeah. know so you have to cut it, so, and yeah. so I'm basically just learning now to like spread it evenly yeah. throughout the book or whatever so it's like a learning process but I mean I love reading it and I mean obviously it's just translated to me <laughs> um so Thomas is super moody and like brooding and like and I want to punch him such in the throat. An asshole. He's such an asshole. And so I, I think his like fire breather is perfect for him in like every aspect. Okay. So when you were writing him, was it a struggle for you to be like in his headspace? Because not only is like she going through, you know, the sh- shit she's going through, he's also going through going a little through bit of an emotional battle <laughs> himself. So um, what was it like being? Yeah, it was super hard. It's always super hard for me to get into a guy's head. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I feel like all my guys did they're going through something and they're super restrained and suppressed and mm-hmm. they're so against love and um but my girls are really into love like that is the basic conflict for all my books like my girls yes. are really ready to jump into love and they're do, so like, like so lovey-dovey and romantic yes. and uh but my guys are always going through something so that is like my weakest weakest point writing a guy's point of view and I never get it right not the first time second time third time fourth time I have to write like rewrite it five six times until I'm like okay so this makes sense whatever he's Mm -hmm. saying makes sense right now yeah so um yeah super hard not my greatest um yeah it's not my strength it's a weakness uh, I think point of view I'm almost like the opposite. I'm a girl, obviously, but like um, I'm almost like the opposite in the aspect of I grew up with a single dad and I grew up mm-hmm. with a lot of boys. And okay. so it's super easy for me to write from a guy's point of view. Like I, I find it like refreshing, but when I have to, it's, it's not because when you have to write a female's point of view, it's so hard for me to write a soft character because I'm like, and like Stevie can account. And like, cause I have been raised to be this like strong, like backboned, like you can say what you mean, say what you think kind of girl. And I like, you know, and I just write, I guess you just write what you know. And yeah. so I have such a hard time trying to mm-hmm. write these soft characters. And I envy you so much because I read these and I'm like, huh, I want yeah, to do this. Yeah. With I think all my characters are like me, like all the, um, all the heroines at least mm-hmm. I mean um not the not the tragic part except for the the unrequited love that I said that I I had this huge crush on a guy back in college mm-hmm. but I guess yeah the, the fact that they love colors and they talk and they just talk 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 and they're very lovey-dovey and touchy-feely and I think yes. I, I am that way uh in real life so well they're great so you're great <laughs> <laughs> that's the easiest part okay um so the next book we're gonna talk about is medicine man and stevie has the next question for that one 
love this book. Um, you did such an amazing job writing a character who struggles with mental illness. Did you do research or something that you, or something you have experienced firsthand? Um, both, I guess. So I did a lot of research. Um, I read a lot of articles about how things are done at a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And then I had a few people that I talked to who worked at psych ward and they were so helpful. Um, but, you know, a lot of stuff that I put in there, it is true. Like, I, I didn't want to make it very sad because, of course, psych wards are, you know, sad yes. and <laughs> So I, I toned down a few things just for the sake of, you know, because this is a romance book. Um, but, yeah, I did a lot of research. Um, but at the same time, I do struggle with anxiety like I've always struggled with it so anxiety mm-hmm. and depression they sort of go hand in hand you know yeah yeah so I a, a lot of the stuff that um that Willow sings um have come from me and yeah. um and also I I I have an uncle who suffers from depression I think I talk about that in, in the back of the book like when I write mm-hmm. the author's note um so he has severe depression so yeah I've I've experienced it I did and, a lot of research, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you did a, I think you did personally, I think you did a really good job of like balancing like the romance, but also not like of balancing the romance of being in love with somebody who has this mental illness, but not romanticizing the mental illness. Like yes, you did that, that was, very well. Oh, thank you. That was like my main thing because you know, man, you cannot romanticize it. It's not, you, you can't cure depression yeah with love you know exactly exactly find somebody and you fall in love with them and then your depression is gone that is not the truth yes (laughs) um but I wanted to be like you need to have a good support system like it is very Mm -hmm. important um as a person who suffers from anxiety um you you need a very very good support system like I love my husband to death but my anxiety is still here and I still struggle with it but my support system exactly. is really good and he's there with me and mm-hmm. you know I, I can reach out for help and all of that so I wanted to include that in the book and well yeah I think you did a great job doing that that was, was fantastic um so he is her doctor and she is his patient and yeah. I'm gonna try and make this like a spoiler <laughs> as possible spoiler free as possible but if you haven't read it you should read it um so what was kind of like where did you do or see did you go to like a hospital and you were like that guy's hot I'm gonna write a book about like no, his patient no. like where did that come from where did that come from Okay, so this whole book came um, because there's a group of girls, right? Yes. So this whole um, idea came from this book that I read, Girl Interrupted. They also made a movie about it, Angelina Jolie. Yes, okay. Girl Interrupted. Yeah, so I love that book. That book is insanely good pun Mm -hmm. not pun not intended but you know it's that book is amazing so I was Mm -hmm. like what if there's like a group of girls who live in a psych ward together and (laughs) then maybe they fall in love with someone and because you know I'm a romance writer so everything is Mm -hmm. about falling the romance part of it yeah so I'm like then who would they fall in love with so I thought maybe the orderlies who worked there or something Mm -hmm. and then doctor (laughs) oh my god that would be insane and then um you know when I was writing it so um sometimes I would feel okay this is not believable this is never gonna happen that a doctor would fall in love with their patient I don't even care I don't (laughs) 
like I still I want to be there I I, I, I want to be her <laughs> but I think um I, I think in that sense it is also one of my most unbelievable book in that sense that you know a, a doctor mm-hmm. is never gonna like I see a therapist I mean I see a woman therapist but you you don't fall in love with your patient that just never happens yes <laughs> it's I'm sure there. I'm sure that somebody <laughs> out there has definitely, definitely yeah, hit the know, jackpot actually, in that one I actually went through this forum like I was looking at you know therapist patient relationships because I really mm-hmm. wanted to see if if somebody has fallen in love with their therapist the world yes. is a big place and of course <laughs> people do that so yeah. I, I saw this forum like where there were like hundreds and hundreds of comments like this person is feeling really um attached to her therapist and then people were talking about it so like yeah it does happen yes. but at the same time when I was writing I was like I don't know if people are gonna buy this because this is a very rare occurrence <laughs> I loved it. I bought it. I thought I was like, yes, I want to go here. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not yeah. healthy for me it to want to go to a psych not. ward. But if they, if I want to, I want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Stevie's next question. Did you always know you wanted to write multiple books in the series or did Violet just pull you in? Because let me tell you something. Violet yeah. is like, I love her so much and the fact that I didn't that we we can't talk about her book because we don't have enough time makes me sad but I just want to tell everybody that Violet's book is just as good as Medicine Man because let me tell you Mr. Edwards is hot hot with a capital H (laughs) thank you um okay so I initially wanted to uh, write the whole thing like as a series like one after Mm -hmm. the other and my initial plan was to jump into Ren's book her name is Ren right yes yeah of course the the, the <laughs> other girl yes um, yes but then um I don't know why I got sidetracked like I thought of this other idea and I wrote bad boy blues mm. um and I, I was like I want to write that book because that book is like uh, enemies to lovers I was like phenomenal I really want to write about some some you know a couple who fights with each other all the time and mm-hmm. uh, you know and <laughs> love they definitely did that yeah love hate <laughs> the relationship and I really want to do that um, so I got sidetracked and then somehow um, I don't know what I was doing at the time like maybe I was um, maybe the mood came from somewhere I don't know but then Violet's story started talking to me like I was like okay this person you know she gets panic attacks and she's in love with her best friend's dad and again very taboo I'm like okay so let me do something with that so I jumped into that so that is what I do basically like I get like these sudden moods I make plans I make plans you know that oh I'm gonna do this series but I haven't been able to pull that off so far but Mm -hmm. I I'm I'm to say that I'm in this mood right now that I'm writing St. Mary's Girls and I'm hoping to like continue that series and write all the books (laughs) without without being without like in like intervals I do that too my um I was talking to a member of my team and I was like oh my god I have because see I have a a standalone novel planned for like way later in the year and uh so I haven't even started writing it yet and she was like (laughs) I sent her this idea and I was like oh my god I think I want to do this for this book and she was like okay and I was like why are you not as excited as me and she's like it's gonna change 18,000 times before you get there and I was like I know it happened don't call me out like that don't call me (laughs) out like that because I when I was writing dreams of 18 I was like probably halfway through when the St. Mary's 
the stuff struck me and I was like I want to drop everything and I want to write this like these about these girls and I'm like no I can't I can't I I have I have said this to everybody that I'm writing dreams of 18 and it's gonna come in like a few yes. months and I, I cannot do that to people like again because <laughs> you know I did it with medicine man and yes. um I didn't write the series and that I wrote I wrote something else I was like no first let me finish dreams of 18 and then I will think Move about on. yes so speaking of the St. Mary's girls, my darling arrow, ma'am, lady, woman, we got to talk about this book. Um, arrow is holy mother of God. So one of my friends who's a blogger, um, she got an arc and she didn't tell me anything about it, obviously, but when it came out, right. She like, and I had it and I was getting ready to read it. I was like, I'm going in. And she's like, Oh, good luck. Cause arrow's got a mouth. And I was like, Oh God. I'm so excited. And I was like, listen, I can, I was like, I've read all of these. Like, I was like, I've read all of this. And this was the first book that she'd read by you. Okay. And I was like, listen, I'm prepared. I know what to go in. I've dealt with Thomas and Simon and <laughs> Dean, all of them. I know what to do. And I was not ready. You were not ready. Arrow like slapped me in the face. I was like, I lied. I lied. It ready. So I love him. I love this couple. I love their dynamic. But you seem to like writing relationships that aren't exactly like socially acceptable, I guess it would be. Yeah. And it like teeters that line of like morals from yeah. enemies to lovers and bad boy blues with the relationship between Cleo, Cleo and Zach and then to best friend's father from Dreams to 18. Is that something that you like enjoy is like showing the love in places where people don't always see it? Or yeah, it's not supposed to I be? think so. I think so. Um, I like the forbidden aspect, just the fact that you know, they have to um, sneak around and keep it a secret. I love yes. that. And when it all blows up, it blows up in their faces. And I'm like, well, of what course. did you expect? Yeah. yeah. So I absolutely love the whole drama of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and also because I think it comes from the fact that um, I grew up in India. So I'm, I'm, I'm an Indian. I grew mm -hmm. up in India. And so Indian culture is very different from American culture when it comes to dating like yeah um people do date but we don't talk about it that much like you know you don't go to prom and you don't tell your mom that oh I have a I'm, I'm having my boyfriend over those kind of things don't happen so everybody dates but in secret so I dated in, yeah in so it's just like a topic nobody talks about but it's yeah like so nobody talks about it but everybody yeah. everybody does it okay so um I feel like every love story that I came in contact with when I was growing up uh, you know my friends my own like I had a boyfriend in high school um it was all sort of like secret nobody mm -hmm. knew about it so I guess that just you know um your teenage years are your formative years like you you sort of like uh, your personality comes through probably mm -hmm. um so I guess that's why I love writing about stuff that you know yeah people don't like to talk about <laughs> and I mean um so my favorite thing so I'm, a, I'm younger <clears throat> when it like like with writing and stuff like that and uh but I've been a writer like my entire life I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like it's just been waiting to do it and there's this quote from Flannery O'Connor who's one of my favorite novelists I love her and she says that uh anything that any an author should have everything that they need to write an entire creative lifespan by the time they turn 24. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like, um, you know, as a human being, like you have so many personalities inside of you and you go through so mm -hmm. many things, like sometimes it doesn't register because we're not paying attention. But as artists, I think 
we are more attuned to what we go through and yeah. you know, all of that. So we are able to dig deeper inside of us and bring out things. So I, I feel like- I feel like the creative aspect of everybody, listen, I don't know how this is scientifically. This is just like <laughs> MJ science. Um, I just think that the creative aspect of like your brain is just so much easier to develop than like the more analytical side. Cause yeah. I mean, like you've, everybody's always heard like when you grow up, you become wiser and stuff like that. And I believe that, but I genuinely think that creativeness and stuff like that is something that can be like brought out at such a young age because it's so easy to you know bring out people all right I'm getting off a tangent we're going back to NDA um so Stevie's got the next question for you and I'm super excited about this Salem feels everything so deeply what it what was it like writing her um I guess uh I, I felt like I felt like Salem sometimes when I was writing her, you know, mm-hmm. like um, stuff that she goes through, like especially um, toward the climax, like when these all like heavy emotional things were mm-hmm. happening. And um, I actually felt what she was feeling and I just wrote whatever came into my So I, So back when I was doing my MFA, my professor, one of uh, my professors, she said that, you know, if you write really heavy character-based stuff, then you become your character after. Yeah. And, and I think that's what happened with Salem and usually happens with all my girls, not the guys, because I, 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 they are very hard <laughs> for me to write. Yes. But with girls, usually, like, you mm-hmm. know, when, um, especially when they are being vulnerable and they're saying, I love you or something like that to the guy. And mm-hmm. I, I, I get really charged up. okay I'm feeling everything that this girl is feeling I'm crying I love you I feel it I'm here like why is he being such an asshole to us (laughs) why is he doing this why can't he just be like okay I love you back because he does love her back you know like but guys romance it is a romance novel of course he loves her back exactly but why why doesn't he admit it why is it make why is he making it so difficult and I feel like that's a theme that you carry like each characters I feel like are different in their own like special ways but they all like I feel like they all have the same theme of like the guy is just like at a wall and the girl is like I'm here at this wall and I I love you and I I love you so much and the dude is like no I know he's like he's uh, the I love you sometimes I feel like if the girl says I love you his whole world sort of like explodes and he's like exactly how is this possible the how- male brain <laughs> right. and like I mean I when I read My Darling Arrow so I, when I read Dreams 18 I cried I'm a very empathetic person okay. so when uh Mr. Edwards and Violet had their little moment where you know her mom yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever and that moment shows I cried I, I, so too. I cried too while writing yeah, and I was like, like there's nothing that's gonna top that for me like I mean I didn't I didn't <laughs> cry that hard with Simon and Willow I did not cry that hard with Cleo and Zach and I did not cry but I cried so hard for them Aww. because it's such an emotional moment and I was like nothing will ever top this moment and Jesus <laughs> Because I cried for Arrow and Salem. I was like, I want to literally, my Kindle was like in my hands. I was like, I'm going to break it. And I'm going to make it. Macron Ken's going to pay for another one. Because Arrow needs to get his head out of his ass. He is right? He was sad. just so tightly wound. I, I felt yeah. like it was one but of I the. that character. Yeah. But one of my um, most, I, I feel like, like harshest character. Like he, mm-hmm. he just 
doesn't know anything about love. <laughs> and I feel like when you look that. at where he came from and how he grew up and the, you know, like he's this perfect son. And like, literally when I, when I tell people when I recommend this book to them and I'm like, when I tell you that he is a perfectionist, like he has to be perfect at all times. It's like clinically a yes. problem. Yes, it is so, a problem. It's a disease. He has yes. And so, but I loved him and I loved her. So once again, this is like a super, the poetic nature and like the way you wrote this, you know, like her Salem with her witchy eyes, uh, kills myself. Um, I love all of it, but I know you get a lot of inspiration from Lana Del Rey, who is very poetic herself. We have even given you the name of, you know, Lana Del Rey, the book world. Did you freak (laughs) out when people started calling you that? I, I did. I still do. I still do. Like I, um, there's this um I don't know I can't remember but you know several times um people um put like in their reviews they put songs of Lana Del Rey and they're like oh this book reminds us of this song and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh I'm so flattered my my you know my I'm done I I don't think I need to write ever again (laughs) I absolutely love Lana Del Rey she is one of the most um like inspiring like her art is very inspirational Mm -hmm. for me um, and I also feel like she has like, you know, she, she's a whole mood. Like you, like you listen to her songs, right? Like you listen <laughs> to her songs and you just like, you travel into a different dimension. At least it happens with me. Like I get really moved by her songs, even yeah. though if, if she's singing about sex or whatever, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yes. I don't care. I love it all. Um, so she is very she gets my juices flowing for some reason. Um, and is she the only artist that you listen to when you write? Um, when I read them, I'm like, yeah, I could just listen to a lot of the whole book. Whole book. I I love it. (laughs) She's like my most listened to artist, but Mm -hmm. I do listen to other, um, artists as well. Um, I think I love Halsey. I love Halsey a lot. It's me. Um, I love her. Oh my God. I love Sia her her songs are amazing also mm-hmm. and then um oh my god I can't remember um Banks he's <gasps> another I, oh my god I love her so much I'm pretty sure you put on your playlist if it's I'm not mistaken somebody put on your playlist for Medicine Man I believe yeah, I think I think she's there she's there yeah. a lot and of my playlist I yeah. thought I was the only person who listened to her because oh, she's really? not a very like she's not a very well-known artist she's not a very well-known artist and I don't know why because I'm so like, she's related. so good. She's yeah. so good. And I think she's like a mini Lana Del Rey. Like, yes. like yes. with like a, a little mixture, like sprinkle of like Lady Gaga. That's how I, I feel. Know. I so know. I love her and I love her music. And I saw that and I was like, oh, <laughs> she gets me. She gets me. <laughs> so I had like a freak yeah, out I her. So um, yeah, there are like so many, I feel like I've listened to a lot of like indie music also, like not the commercial um pop stuff like yeah. I um I do like Taylor Swift a lot but you know I would especially always especially her new album Delray. oh Willow the 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 song that just came out um yeah. favorite favorite song it's on my playlist for the next book that I'm writing a gorgeous villain so oh we're gonna get there don't worry <laughs> <laughs> I got questions already ready yeah. for that one. <laughs> um I know I mean I think uh, I, I I feel that also like I listen to like a lot of like underrated like indie music like gen- when I'm looking up like uh, tunes to listen to I genuinely type in I'm like underrated indie pop songs <laughs> on Spotify playlists you would be Im- insane it would it's oh insane the amount 
amount of like detailed playlists people do and it's like there I'm like yep that's exactly what I'm looking for and I find so many like underground indie artists and I'm like yes this is the vibe we need to build but uh Stevie you want to take the next question did you build Arrow and Salem from an idea or did you have pictures of what kind of and what would inspire their characters Hmm. especially their descriptions I think with these two I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I know what everybody looks like <laughs> in the past books, but I mean, Arrow's description, I like, he was in bed next to me. I was like, hello, <laughs> I love you. So like, did you um, see a picture and you were like, yep, that's it. So the idea again, like, so it's a group of girls, right? I always think in terms of girls for some reason, like guys. Never- girl power. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. Sorry. <laughs> but I, uh, guys never enter my mind you know mm-hmm. I, I they're always a little later to mm-hmm. come but I I always uh, girls are the first thing that that enter uh, my mind like um with medicine man these group of girls who live mm-hmm. in support um same thing happened with this um I read this article in the New Yorker that um this this person who was writing it she lived in this um compound in Texas mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a cult or something like that they, they had this campus and there Holy were like shit. several several houses and she would just mm-hmm. sneak out I mean she lived there and you know um when she grew up she became a teenager she would sneak out uh at mm-hmm. night and she would go to these clubs to dance and to listen to music and now she uh, she lives outside of that club yeah. compound and she is a music journalist basically so so she was talking about her upbringing and I was like what if what if people live in a place <laughs> where they have to like sneak out at night and they're not allowed to go anywhere like well how is that going to be believable like I in can't do jail <laughs> yeah. because um so I grew up in India and I lived in dorms there and we really had really strict and specific rules about going out and we need to get like we we had to get permission slips from teachers to go Mm -hmm. out and it was a very uh, strict thing uh dorm where I lived so I was like well it is believable in India but I don't know if how I can ever make it believable here in the U.S. you know because Mm -hmm. its culture is completely different and thought oh my gosh a reform school And (laughs) and that just goes with the whole idea that I love to write about bad naughty girls you know who like yeah break rules I'm like yes reform school for girls that's like a dream yes and um here it is yeah so and I was like okay so these girls are there and why are they there and I'm like well they're there because of their guys that's what I thought like they're there because of their guys it's they're doing it all for love Mm-hmm. So that's how Salem came into picture. And then Arrow. Wait a minute. Time out. Pause. <laughs> Do you mean that every single book in the series, the girl goes to St. Mary's because of what, like the dude? Um, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Oh I my think God. So. Okay. I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> I am not going to say this podcast. I don't want to spoil it, but I know, I know I'm right. I'm not even joking. So all of my friends, we have a group, a reader group or whatever. And I, we have broke down theories for each book. So like a gorgeous villain oh my God. and all the I other one. Not- that is so flattering by the way we have a oh, girl you don't even know so like we have broke down like theories for each of them and i'm gonna get to that question at the end but my okay. favorite one the fave my favorite girl i'm pretty sure i just figured out i knew i was i know i'm right i know i feel my bones <laughs> that this is what it's gonna be about but we're okay. gonna get to it in a second um okay. um also before we move on from nba i want to say apologies to my husband because <laughs> i actually gave him a heart attack when i was reading reading my darling arrow and i got to the end of it 
in the little like mini scene where they like mention uh my favorite couple ever I don't want to spoil it but they mention like my favorite couple ever in oh, like the, oh you so- mean like in the in the at the end like yes. right at the end okay. yes I wanted to die I screamed <laughs> I was like yes I love you oh my God. <laughs> and so I screamed and my husband was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm just reading and he was like ah got it oh um, I love that I love that because I was so excited to talk about them like at the end and I wanted mm-hmm. to be like you know I'm gonna bring them in and I, I hope people recognize him, them and Girl, remember them. I saw My Dark Prince and I was like, yep, hello. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so for that. Um, so now you are working on the second book in the St. Mary series, A Gorgeous yeah. Villain, which is Callie's book. Mm-hmm. We love Callie. Um, mm-hmm. The whole book, I was like, there's something. Like, I guess like midway through, I was like, there's something up with this chick. The, oh, and yeah. So, and so basically this is kind of like a a uh, secret baby uh, best friend's brother kind of trope yeah. stevie freaked out when i told her right oh, so she hasn't read my, she loves secret baby it's like her thing i am a huge secret baby trope. oh my god I, I i have got baby fever fever right now like i'm looking at so many baby pictures right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the pinterest it's insane oh, so yeah. my best friend just had a baby so i'm like Really? Y'all can oh keep God. the baby fever. He was born two minutes before New Year. He was born on New Year's Eve, two minutes before. Oh, oh my so God. He almost, almost was the first baby of the new year. That's so cute. <laughs> so it's kind of like this boy, best, blah, 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 rewind. It's like this brother's friend, secret baby trope, right? And so can you give us like a little insight without spoiling it, like on what's to come from Callie and her white Mustang? And I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. Um, What can I tell you that doesn't spoil the story? You can tell me all of it if you want to. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. Um, So, okay, so it's, um, I think I, I have talked about it in teaser. So it's, it's not, brother's best friend but brother's rival oh yeah my bad sorry that was my no, fault no, no. so that's fine I, mean, I thought oh I thought I was saying giving you the scoop <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so uh rival right um so what I can tell you is that they um Reed so her brother's like Oh, he's yes. an asshole. He's he's a big asshole, and he's a, he has so many issues, man. Like he's so many. I'm still figuring them out. I, as I said, that guys I are not him. easy. <laughs> I already love him. <laughs> you love him already. Yeah, I love him already. I love him too because uh, you know that that guy is suffering, um, for some reason, and I'm I'm trying to figure out the reason right now. Um, I, I do have some idea why, but mm-hmm. uh, the whole picture is not going to come until I write it or it mm-hmm. comes story. um Callie is a ballerina yep I think I think I uh, said this in one of the teasers um and so her plans are gonna be derailed yeah because she's pregnant, pregnant. Ballerina. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so and he calls her um what is it fairy. it's not fairy fairy it's fairy. yeah okay yeah it's short for fairy because um, oh because he thinks that she dances like a fairy he's a huge fan of her dancing i'm gonna literally and, kill him. <laughs> and he watches her and i love that he watches her like he watches her like a creep and, and i love that her. though stalk me <laughs> like when okay i can't say it. i'm gonna spoil it never mind but stalk me i'm fine with it <laughs> um okay so kelly has okay kelly has four brothers mm-hmm. and they, they they all play soccer that's mm-hmm. that's something that i've never 
to anybody. So they all play uh, soccer. Spoiler alert, we got it. Spoiler alert. We got yes. scooped. <laughs> uh, so this is like soccer, again, soccer stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Arrow. Um, and all four of them absolutely hate Reed. And they just don't want mm. their sister to get together with him. So there's this whole family animosity. Um, yes, going on. And I absolutely love that. I love it's that. not even just one brother that hates him. It's four. all four. Four. Oh, okay. today. So, um maybe this qualifies as a spoiler, but you know, I I I don't mind if you if you say it. So one of um so she has four brothers and there's twins involved so she oh, has shit. like she has twin brothers yeah uh-huh. so, so there's there's four brothers and one of you know two of them there's are twins, twins. Yeah. oh dead so guys yeah. on the inside yeah and, okay. and hot in my head so. oh yes i just know it i just well, i mean I, I feel like callie's hot like in like i just know she's just hot like i just know it and so like she's gotta have good looking brothers yeah um so brothers this whole series, uh, and I was telling Stevie, I was like, I'm obsessed with these titles. So, like, you have, like, My Darling Arrow, A Gorgeous Villain, These Thorn Kisses, and Hey, Mr. Marshall. Now, I love these titles, too. Thank they're you. They're so Thanks. good. Did yeah. you come up with the titles before you, like, yes. like, did you have ideas for the books, or did you just straight titles? Um, okay, so, let's see. Um, I wanted something super angsty for these. Like I knew the titles mm-hmm. before I published or before I started writing My Darling Arrow. I was just thinking about the titles, like what to call my next book. And I wanted mm-hmm. something angsty. So it was like, and something sort of like unique also, not that all these titles are unique, but still. So yeah. I was like, okay, what if I use something of the guy in the title? Yeah, Arrow. I knew I called it. I knew it. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Arrow. <laughs> is you know guy. yeah and then Callie calls Reed a villain in the book so it's like oh mm-hmm. a gorgeous villain and I also wanted it to be like angsty and something that that comes out of a girl's mouth basically because this is like yeah. a girl series so mm-hmm. these girls are gonna say these titles like when they talk about their guys so like Salem calls him <sighs> my darling arrow and then she, Callie um calls Reed a gorgeous villain like you know he's he's um he's a very beautiful bad boy he's got pretty eyes gonna die so um and then win is gonna call her guy like you know his kisses he's gonna have like, thorn kisses so yeah. so like <gasps> angsty painful delicious kisses i'm dead I'm and dead. um poe is like the troublemaker so she's gonna be like um, she's my favorite <laughs> she's my favorite okay so I'm gonna ask this question. You totally don't have to answer it if it's too swirly or you don't know or anything like that. However, Poe is my favorite. I can't. She's last, of course. All my favorites are always last. So I love her. I adore her. Her personality and everything. What's like the vibe of her book? Like, do you have like um, like a like an idea? Like, if you could use it in one word, what would it be? So it's 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 an it's an age gap romance, and she's gonna be. Yeah, it's an age cast romance, and she's gonna um... dead on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> y'all can't see it, but I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, and she's gonna this uh, be this like troublemaker for her guy, for Mr. Marshall. Like he doesn't know what's coming for Jesus. him. Like she has some ideas about you know what to do with Mr. Marshall. <laughs> I literally cannot wait. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to uh like reading habit questions like for you and Stevie takes this portion. So I'm gonna let her go ahead because I talk way too much on this podcast. Jesus. All right my this is my favorite thing to ask people because her and I both cry a lot during books. Okay. It's a really strange Don't call me out like that. Don't call me out like that. 
Oh, please. We cry all the time. <laughs> What's the first book that ever made you cry? Oh, man. Let me think. The first book that ever made me cry. I think it was one of the historical romances. Like, I'm a huge historical romance fan. Um, um, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You go- you guys need to watch Bridgerton. It's on Netflix. Oh, my God. That's all yes, that's on I, my Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. Yes, I know. Um, but, um, so oh, don't Jones, shoot like, me. Don't like historical romance. <laughs> oh, you don't like historical romances? Mm-hmm. Oh, but you should watch Bridgerton then. I mean, even if you don't read it, you should watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. Super amazing. Okay. Um, so Julia Quinn is one of my favorite authors. Um, but this book that I read by uh, Judith McNaught, she's another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it like very early when I started reading romance back in college, like when I was 17, 16, 17, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 18. Um, once and always. The guy was like, such a big asshole to the girl and the girl was so sweet and I was like what mm-hmm. is he doing what is he doing why is he being this way yes. um so I just uh, toward the end I remember like tearing up a little so I that book is my favorite book I have read it so many times so that's many how I feel times. with yours <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so I guess um I love asshole guys and they just it didn't make me cry but I always like you know we the I best also, characters yeah okay. I also crave for them so yeah <laughs> Um, what is your favorite book and why? Like currently. Currently. Let's see. Oh, I just read this book, Gracier. I don't remember the author, but it is like a mixture of Hunger Games and Handmaid's Tale. And I think I can make a movie about it because I think that's what it says on the description on Amazon that this is to become a major motion picture. Yeah. And so it's, again, it's about girl girl power. And um, these girls, they grow up. (laughs) They they grow up and when they're 16, they're sent to live in this uh, really dangerous place in the woods Mm -hmm. uh, um, because uh, their people think that um, they're full of dark magic. So they're sent to live um, oh, that's cool. Isolated, in an isolated place where they're supposed to expel their magic or something. So all the girls... Um, it's like Lord of the Flies, but girl yeah. version and magic. I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Sign so me up. They, so they live there for a year, but slowly... Um, as it you know as, as the time pa- uh, passes these girls sort of like start going crazy and the the hair attacking each other and the heroine she's like I don't know what is happening maybe there's something like maybe we really have have dark magic in our blood or something mm-hmm. so she's sort of like tries to figure it out and um and while she's figuring it out she meets the hero and he's like the dreamiest dreamiest guy swoon ever. Um, I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to read yeah, this. Yeah, so you have to. Yeah, you guys have to read it. It's called The Gracier. Okay. And um, oh, yeah, I don't it. remember the author, man. But it 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 has a pink cover with a girl like with her braid um on there. With... Is it by Kim? Uh, yes. I don't know how to say her last yes. name. Yes, yes, Kim something. Yes. Yes, yeah, I don't want to say it. I'll butcher it. I'm Southern. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an amazing book. You guys should read it. Okay, definitely. We'll have to check it out. All right. I'm going to just pull my eye out. Your favorite author. My favorite author? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, so many. But I think the one that I mentioned, um, Julia Quinn. She's mm-hmm. my favorite. She's like the Jane Austen uh, of, of, you know, contemporary times. Her books are so um, character-driven. I love character-driven stuff where, you know, yeah, me characters too. have to, like, grapple with themselves to um you know fall in love and she has such witty banter oh my god you can just like 
fall into that banter and be like, <laughs> oh, I just love this. Um, and she's hilarious. She writes romantic comedies, historical romantic comedies. And yeah. So amazing author. And yeah, you should watch the show, read the books. Like I cannot recommend her enough. I love her. What's a book um, you can read over and over again? What it's what? What's a book you can read over and over again? Oh, Once and Always, the one that I talked about before that made me cry. Uh, the guy is an asshole in that. Um, he's, he's just like pick it up all the time and just like read yeah. it over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that and Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. So yeah, I okay, me too. usually read the whole like seven books every mm-hmm. year when I can like find time, like, you know, when I'm not writing and I'm like taking a break. I'm like, okay, now is the time. <laughs> read Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just reread it. Well, um, now we're going to move on to writing questions. This is about like how you write and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Oh my God. My, my computer just lost its mind. Um, <laughs> where did your like love of storytelling come from? I know you mentioned briefly that you used to write when you were younger. So like, where did that come from? Like, did you just always, uh, I don't know. Like my, I guess my dad is a reader. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a writer though. Like he's a reader, but I guess I was always just interested in movies and songs and uh, music and poetry and stuff like that. I was not interested in what I was doing, which was science and math. Yeah, uh, but because, my dyslexia uh, could never <laughs> with math ever. Yeah, no, yeah, I I didn't like I did I never understood math. And my and my husband is a mathematician. Like he did his PhD in applied math. So match made in heaven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he did that. So I guess, yeah, I was always just the creative type, but I mm-hmm. didn't know it until I, you know, started um, really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, really thinking about it and started uh, planning for my PhD in immunology. And I was working, as I said, in these research labs and I hated it. I sucked at it. I was yeah. like, I just want to get out of it. And I don't think I can do it for the rest of my life. And that <laughs> is when I realized that I am probably not a science person, the kind of person that I've been training to become all my life. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so, I'm so glad that you decided to do that. Yeah. yeah. So what is your writing process like? Do you do like a timeline or are you more like a wing it? So are you really like a, a fly uh, off the seat of your pants or you're a plotter? Oh my gosh. Um, timeline. Okay. So I think I know myself by now. So after I finish a book, I have to take some time off because I just cannot get into the next book. I, I envy people when they say that, oh, my book is with the editor, but now I'm working on a different story. Like this has never happened to me. Like <laughs> I, just, I can never do that. Like even if I'm, you know, if, if it, even if it's with the editor or if I'm done with it and it's released, I just, I, I can't, I, I need some time off and I need yeah. time off to read or do whatever I want, you know, so I get inspired again. So I take a lot of time off there. And then I'm always scrambling because I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start to write sooner? (laughs) Um, And this is what's happening right now. But anyway, um, I like to know where I'm going, like Mm -hmm. outline wise, because then, because as I said, my mind is always like super chaotic. So I, I need to know where I'm going. But at the same time, as I'm going there, things emerge like plot points emerge so Mm -hmm. I take detours so I would say 
I bike I bike to outline, but that outline never stays. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like me. You're like a yeah. you're a mixture. mixture. What was it? Yes. They call me they they call me a planter. That's it. Yes, that's like a is, mixture. Like so, I do sort of like a spreadsheet. You know, like in chapter mm-hmm. one, this is what's gonna happen. And in chapter yeah, me two, too. this is what's gonna happen. And in chapter three, but then by by the time I read chapter three, I'm like oh maybe chapter four (laughs) yes so yeah I like to plan like I'm a planner about everything else Mm -hmm. so it really sort of like upsets me that I can't do it with my writing but slowly I'm coming to accept the fact that I'm not like creative brain doesn't work like that yeah well I mean I kind of, so all of my books start out with characters. I don't know. I just have enough, like, I just come up with just random characters. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I could write a book about a guy who was like this and like a girl who was like this. So I basically just like make characters and then I, I take uh, like traits that I like and I put Mm -hmm. them on their sides and then I find plot points that will combine the two of them. And so that's how it starts. And then it goes from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just like building characters. I think it's the fun, that's the best part of writing is when you yeah. get to build these like unique characters or whatnot. So speaking of characters, if you could be any of your characters, male or and female, who yeah. would they be oh. and why? I'm so wow. excited to hear your answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm, I would love to be Cleo. I would love to be Cleo. Bad bitch, yes. Yeah, she is so brave you know like she's so brave and she has brave about everything like to stand up to bullies and to who she is as a person yeah so yeah yeah, you know and and to love like to love a guy like that who just doesn't understand what love is exactly (laughs) exactly Uh, (laughs) so I would love to be Cleo uh but I'm not Cleo I don't think I'm more like Violet, I would say, because because of her anxiety oh, issues and how, so yeah, so yeah, more like Violet, and a little bit like Layla, but I would love to be like Cleo, super brave and mm-hmm. you know, just out there. She's like, you know, I'm gonna do it. And, yeah, and yeah. like even like with how she is, like you know, with her blue hair and like all like just as her personality, she's just brave yeah. to be, you know, who she is. And she's like, if you don't like it, yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And so the male character, who would you be if you could be one of your male characters? Oh my God. I would be the poet, Thomas. I would be Thomas. Yeah, we love him. He's the poet. He's the poet and he's so tortured. I love that. Iconic. And he's like, uh, I just feel like any, when I read, so when I don't, when I'm not writing, I write contemporary romance, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm not writing, I read the complete opposite. And so I'll read like horror, aka I have like a Stephen King trailer right now. Um, But I'll read like horror and like criminal fiction and criminal nonfiction and that kind of thing, just to kind of like balance my life out. So when the rare occasion does come, and I do, you know, read romance and that kind of thing. um, And when I read The Unrequited, I was like, yeah like every Thomas is the blueprint for everybody like nobody <laughs> is going to beat him and so and then when I read my darling Ariel I said damn Saffron I said damn it so I was like just kidding I'm just we're gonna have to bump Arrow up there just a tip just a little bit but yeah, um yeah I would love to be Thomas like he's so tortured I mean he's a poet I would love to be a poet yeah, me too. Um, so last questions on writing and stuff like that. How do you personally handle negative feedback? I know it's a part of the community and it's just mm-hmm. the reality of life, but like, how do you handle them? How do I handle it? Oh man. 
I don't know. I just, um, okay. So when I first started, I would read like every positive negative feedback and I would Mm -hmm. try to learn from it, but I think I've grown out of that now. So I basically sometimes don't read the negative reviews because I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, not today, maybe tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, I mean, usually how do you deal with disappointments? Like, you know, tiny disappointments in life. You're like, okay, well she didn't like it or they didn't like it. And that's fine. I just, yeah, I don't take it too personally. I try not to take it too personally and then move on, you know, um, do something fun to forget about it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we just drink I mean, this whole bottle of wine. That, yeah. And <laughs> I think it's also more for readers, you know, like yeah. reviews are more for readers and probably not for me. So I don't try to take it personally. Um, yeah. Cause says, you know, like yeah. you did your part, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I wrote the book, here yeah, it is. Yeah, I and wrote like, the book and, you know, and that's accomplishment. You know, yeah. You know, as a writer, like we, think and rethink so many things so many times like we have done our job when a book goes out we have thought about that book like a million times we have thought about how people are gonna look at certain things and think about certain things you know we have done our job we have um tried to make this as perfect as possible for yes, every single human being that reads it as perfect as possible as best as we can at the moment you know because I mm-hmm. also think that our best changes yeah with every book so we have done our best job and now it's in the hands of the people. So I try to not take it too personally. And sometimes when I do take it personally, I just step away from everything, watch something, eat chocolate. <laughs> Binge eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're going to move into something a little bit more fun, which is questions about tropes. This is our like favorite part of the podcast because we love tropes. Um, what is your favorite trope to write and why? Um, uh, my favorite trope is the one that I've only written once. Um, it's the um, sort of like childhood romance. Like they fall in love and they're really... Talking about uh, California Dreaming? Um, yeah. And also yeah. <laughs> uh, gods and monsters. Like when they're oh, like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. super young and they fall in love then. I love that. I love that they're grow- um, growing up together. And I love mm-hmm. the whole like teenage romance, you know? Um, yeah. It is just so tingly and, and warm feelings yeah yes. I know so I love that I've, but I've only written it once for some reason maybe I should go back to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then Steve will take the next question would you ever consider writing a male male or female female book oh I did write female female actually like my first book it is not an indie book it uh it is with a publisher um the heroine is with the girl what's the name of it a war like ours a war like I'm ours. sorry a war like ours. It's it's how have I not I'm gonna throw up. Hold up. I haven't read that. Oh my yeah, god. It's not it's not a very well known book. And it is not um I I think it's much out. more um it's it's different from my usual style of writing. Mm-hmm. It is much darker. Um oh, and it is that. with a publisher. It's it's with a publisher and there's like a lot of heavy elements in there. And and the girl is with the girl in yeah. the beginning um and then she meets the guy okay so so yeah it's it's sort of so she, so she's bisexual basically so bisexual. yeah okay it's fine oh. me too it's fine me too girl i feel you <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so now that i know that i'm just i just i'm so upset that i have not read this um <laughs> would you ever consider writing an mm then like a male male romance maybe like i'm not opposed to it or anything it's just if die. it comes to me if it comes to me i will 
you know, it, it totally depends on what comes to me. And yeah, I'm not, to- I'm not opposed to it. I like, I mean, two males. What is that's like a double alpha. Yes. Like we love it. Nothing is better than that. Yeah, exactly. We're like male, female, male. Oh, why not? I mean, if I would die, (laughs) I would die to read a reverse harm romance by you because I can just imagine like Thomas and Simon and Arrow and Zach (laughs) all in like one big room. And it's like, I don't know. It's on overload. (laughs) (laughs) For real, I can't deal. Um, So what is one trope that you will never dabble in? Like, it's just not your cup of tea. It's not something that you'd ever write. What is it? Mm. Trope. I would say I, I will never write romantic comedy because I don't think I can write romantic comedy. Thank you. Like it's, I feel like it's, it takes a certain kind of, funny person yeah talent like I'm not I'm not a very funny person or like I'm, I'm super dark and you know we were talking about that earlier Stevie we were I can't remember what it was but something about like rom-com and I was like listen nobody ever is like you know what I'm in the mood for something rom-com yeah. and then writes my name into the Goodreads <laughs> box like it's not ever gonna happen no it's just not funny Meredith Gray of writing so yeah I don't think I can ever write because I I yeah I, I don't think I have that in me to write a romantic comedy I love to read them I mm-hmm. love to read them um you know as I said Julia Quinn writes romantic historical romantic comedies and I love to read them but I don't think I can pull it off so I probably will never write Same. it yeah I feel that spiritual level. All right, and Stevie's going to take our last trope question and then okay. we'll wrap it up. Is there one trope you haven't written that you would like to? Ooh. Are you going to give us like a sneak peek on like what you're writing later on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I haven't written a love triangle ever. Like where the girl is torn between two guys or a I'm guy is- Or this love triangle stuff. Some people don't <laughs> like it, but I am obsessed with it. Yeah, really? Same. Yeah. No, I know people don't like it. Um, And I don't know, like maybe because it's so full of angst and indecision and I don't know. I think the reason that some people don't like it is because, okay, so a well done love triangle for me is when I really genuinely do not know who this heroine is going to pick. Okay, so like it's like an even amount of love for both characters. So I don't know if you guys have read the Shatter Me series. No, I, I cannot pronounce her last. I can't pronounce her name. But and I'm I know, not even going to try. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. I, and I so they have it is it's an amazing love triangle. Like I down to the last book. I'm like, I don't know who the hell we're going with. Oh, really? And so I think that's what makes a good love triangle for me personally. But I think that's a reason why a lot of people don't like them is because they feel very one sided. Yeah. In like, in like, okay, like if you watch Twilight, everybody knew she wasn't gonna pick Jacob. Okay, <laughs> we all know that she was gonna really, pick Edward. <laughs> I just read a really good love triangle one the I think last weekend, um, called Chasing Love, and it's by Cat T Mason, mm-hmm. and it is her Dark Love series. Ooh, okay. and it is book one is the love triangle. Book two goes on to the other male that she doesn't pick. Oh yeah, we love that. And it, so she builds off of it and goes through the whole series, but it is a phenomenal book. I'm gonna have to add that to my ever-growing TBR. It used to be under a different name, mm-hmm. and okay. it's a re-release. So she edited it and picked the new title and right. re-edit like added more to it, and it is 
amazing. Like I found it popped up on my um, I think recommended books on Amazon or something like that. Right, right, I'm gonna have to look. I one clicked it and decided to read it, and I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that is all the questions we have for you today. Thank you okay. so much for joining us. We have had such a fun time, and like seriously, I love you to death. I love all your books. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And it was such a, yeah, such a great time. And MJ, you need to tell me about your books. Like you've been talking about your books and I don't Christ. know. <laughs> I will definitely, do don't make, don't play me like that. Okay, I will. No, no, yeah, you email me or something. Yeah, tell me about your books and I would love to read them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And...